Welcome to the Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast helping aspiring entrepreneurs level up their marketing. Here's your host, Augustine. Let the class begin. Before we jump right into today's podcast episode, in this episode, I have a special guest. Now, this is someone who has worked at different organizations. She has done really, really good for herself. And in terms of marketing, she knows her craft. Now, we go through the process of building your own brand, whether you're a startup company or an established organization, and she shares some of the insights and uh, experience she has had with over 10 years of working in the marketing space. And also, towards the end, talks about career advice, because I'm sure the majority of you would like to know how you can get started in marketing. So she shares with us on career advice, and you can actually find a book that is invaluable, Master the 10 Skills You Need to Skyrocket Your Career. All the links will be down in the description box below. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to me. I'll send them to our guest. But until then, stay tuned and see you guys in the podcast episode. Marketing Podcast, Digital Marketing Tips and Insights, episode 119. And today we are joined by a special guest, uh, someone who has worked in various organizations, just to name a few. She has worked at uh, Microsoft, at SodaStream, Google, etc. Maya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Maya, maybe you could give us a brief introduction about yourself. Now, I've already talked about where some of the places you've worked, but now you can give us maybe a brief introduction about what you do, etc. Of course. Well, um, as you mentioned, my name is Maya Grossman, and I've been a marketer for the past 15 years, but I actually didn't start my career in marketing. I was a travel agent early on. Um, just because I needed a job to put myself through college, and this was the first job that I got. And I stayed with that company for almost seven years because it was a really good job. I had a great team, great people, and I didn't realize um, that I wasn't actually doing something that I'm passionate about. But while working for them, I actually did my bachelor's, and that made me realize that I love marketing and I want to have a career in marketing. I just had no idea how to actually make it happen. So I did some research. I found out about this new thing called social media. This was a while back, so you know I'm a little bit older. Um, and I got so excited about Facebook. So I taught myself how to use social media. Um, and through practice, after six months, I actually got my first job in marketing, doing social media. And I decided to just follow my curiosity after a couple of years of doing that. I wanted to try out digital marketing, did that for a couple of years, realized it's not my favorite thing in marketing, moved into product marketing, and eventually took on leadership roles. 
And in the last couple of years, I've been doing consulting, working for Fortune 500 companies and startups to really help them build marketing from the ground up um, because it's still my, my biggest passion. Wow, you've mentioned uh, you started out in uh, social media, then moved on to digital marketing and then product marketing. My question to you, Maya, would be what type of marketer would you describe yourself at the moment? Yeah, I would say I'm the classical T-shaped marketer. I've tried a lot of different things. I have a lot of knowledge in different areas, but where I go very deep and where my expertise lie is product marketing, which means understanding the connection between product, market, and audience, knowing how to put them together and create messaging and positioning that really gets people excited. So um, on product marketing now, if I'm a product marketer and I've been uh, employed by a certain company, a certain organization, what are the first things that I as a product marketer should be looking at once I'm employed in an organization? Yeah, well, obviously it depends whether you're the first product marketer or part of a team. Um, I spend a lot of time in the startup role and there, if you're the first product marketer, you're going to have your work cut out for you. So the first thing you need to know, um, you need to get to know your customers. And I'm not talking about reading some research from, you know, another company. I'm talking about picking up the phone and actually talking to them. You want to understand who they are, what they care about, what are their problems, so that you can actually have everything you need to create those amazing stories and value propositions that will help you um, acquire those customers further down the line. Okay, so you've mentioned that once you're employed by a new company as a product marketer, you look at the existing like strategies that they had or, or um, tactics that they had in place. But my question to you would be, because you've also mentioned that you've, you help a lot of uh, Fortune 500 companies as well as startups grow. My question to you, Maya, would be when it comes to building a brand, what are some of the things that you look into uh, when you're assessing an organization or a company? Yeah, I mean, I think people sometimes mistaken brand for, you know, a logo or a slogan, but a brand is actually what people say about you and what people think about you when you're not there. Um, so I think for organizations, whether they're big or small, I think the most important thing is to actually have a brand, not to try and be everything for everyone, but to actually take a stand, care about something, stand for something so that you will be recognized for that thing. And I think, um, you know, when you're a bigger company, an established company, you probably already have that. So every time that you launch a new product, um, they need to have a little bit of that brand power, but they also need to have something of their own that will differentiate them. So what are some of the um, tactics? Let's, let's give an hypothetical example. Let's say we are a startup a company. We are freshly found. Um, not a lot of people know about us. So how do we, where do we start off when you're, uh, when we when we are building our own brand, so where do we start? Where do we where do we start from? What's the roadmap like? I think once again, the most important thing is to understand who is your audience and how you can best serve them. 
And just to give you an example, when I wanted to start building my personal brand, especially because I had a book coming out earlier this year, I started posting on LinkedIn. And initially, I wrote things that I thought were valuable, but they didn't really perform well because people couldn't relate to them. So instead of trying to come up with ideas on my own, I actually reached out to my target audience. I'm mostly attracting young professionals. So I reached out to people, people I've never met before, and asked them to jump on a call with me. And I ended up speaking to more than 70 young professionals. And what happened was I learned about their life. I learned about the challenges that they're facing. And I was able to take the knowledge that I already had and put it into words in a way that really resonated with this audience because I understood what they care about and I learned um, how to actually serve them better. And I think you should do exactly the same if you have a startup company. More often than not, founders start a company because they are familiar with the pain point. They're actually their own customer. And that kind of makes them oblivious. They think they know everything, but I think you really need to speak to people and see how they um, actually respond to what you're saying. And it starts by understanding the pain points and then creating, whether it's you know content, um, resources, you really need to get out there. No one is gonna know you exist if you don't actually go out and share your story. So I would say start by understanding your customers and their pain point and then create content, whatever works for you. For some companies, it's going to be blog posts. For some companies, it's going to be a podcast or a video, an ebook, whatever works for your company and whatever you're comfortable with. And once you have that, you really need to start distributing that content. You need to make sure that it actually reaches the right people. And some people are very quick to run into advertising. I actually prefer not to use advertising for as long as possible because you really want to see, you really want to get those first thousand raving fans and you want them to come organically because that will actually validate that what you're doing is working really well. So you've talked about um, understanding your bias persona, their pain points, and coming up with uh, insightful and helpful content, distributing that certain type of content. Do you believe, having worked at Kolu, a startup company that was backed up uh, with $40 million, do you believe budget plays into brand building? Um, sometimes which is not the best answer. I can tell you that um, as the VP of marketing at Kolu, um, my first year, my budget was almost non-existent. And we had to do a lot of the work that I mentioned without actually a ton of budget. We basically just had you know, a few people working on creating content. But when you really know your customers, you can create an amazing community. So we actually spent a lot of time on building that community. And it started really small. We only had a couple of dozens of people, you know, that actually came to our Facebook page or replied to our emails. But it, it started growing because we persisted and we continued to deliver really great content. 
we reached out to different uh, groups and communities that were out there and introduced them to our product. It's something that you need to build step by step. And eventually when you hit an inflection point, it's going to start growing exponentially. And uh, do you think the same tactics that you use to build your brand, let's say for a B2C company applies to also B2B companies or are they different in their approach? Yeah, I think uh, the approach is 100% the same. Sometimes the tactic, how you actually execute it can be a little bit different. But in the last probably five to seven years, B2B and B2C marketing are starting to get more and more similar. A lot of marketers on the B2B side understand that they're actually talking to people. Companies, you know, don't actually buy your products. Someone within the company needs to, you know, feel the pain, love your product, and actually make a purchase. So if you're talking to people, there's no reason that you wouldn't build your brand the same way that a B2C company builds it. And look at companies like Drift and Gong. That's exactly what they're doing. They're breaking all the rules. They're doing everything almost like they were a B2C company, right? Just this week, uh, Gong released their um, company videos, and they're hilarious. And they're not like high quality, and they're not business-like. It's something that will go viral on TikTok but they're a B2B company. So it's just how they decided to reflect their brand. They want to be, you know, the funny kind of uh, approachable company. And I think it works really well with their audience. It's interesting that you've mentioned that you're actually working with people or trying to connect with people. I had a podcast guest uh, the other week and he mentioned one of the things that he mentioned that I really liked is regardless of whether you're in B2B or B2C, you're actually in P2P, people to people. So that's one thing. <laughs> that I would... Yeah, I like to call it B2H, business to humans. <laughs> B2H, okay. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the common mistakes that you've seen maybe companies and startups make when they're trying to build their brand? Obviously, one thing you've mentioned or one thing that you disregarded was going to um, uh, trying to advertise pretty early uh, rather than building up organically. So what are some other types of the common mistakes that you've seen a lot of organizations and startups make? Yeah, most of my experience comes from the B2B world. And I can tell you that a lot of, a lot of the time, startup founders, especially when they're not well-versed in marketing, they want to try and do everything immediately. They want to have blog posts and they want to have videos and they want to have a podcast and they want you to do PR. And you actually have to build very slowly because if you try to do everything immediately, you're going to spread yourself too thin and you're not going to get anything. I think it's much better to have a focused approach and try to understand based on your customers and who they are, what are the one or two top channels you can probably meet them and then go and focus on those channels. Spend six months mastering them, really becoming good and see what results you get. And if you're doing well, great. Double down on that. Do more of that. And if you're not doing well, great. You can pivot quickly and move to a different channel. But if you try to do everything, at least from my experience, you're going to get a little bit uh, of nothing. 
Um, and I think another mistake is that very quickly, companies want to try and become um, more business-like. They think they shouldn't be, you know, scrappy and they, they need like the, the super high quality videos and they need, you know, to, to have messaging and positioning that is so high level that most people, even professionals in their industry, can't really understand what they're saying. It's so complex. And the opposite is true. You need to make everything as simple as possible. Uh, what works uh, today is not what worked 10 years ago. People want to relate. You don't need to have a high-end production to grab people's attention. So I think you know, trying to spend too much money on quality early on is also a big mistake. All right. And I think one thing that I can also add on is if you look at maybe someone like... Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and maybe look at the kind of quality uh, content he produces. Sometimes they're not like the best quality, um, quality in terms of, let's say video quality. They're not like the best, but the content that he produces relates with a lot of people. So I think I can add on that. Um, exactly. Let's talk about company culture because we're talking about uh, brand and building a brand, but brand is what we perceive a company from the outside. So company culture, having worked at different organizations, how do you feel that impacts uh, the, company's, the company's brand in general? Yeah, hopefully, if you did a good job, then your external brand is also your internal one. You want to have the, a very similar values, um, I think, at the end of the day, because if your internal team is not as excited about the product as your customers, you're going to have a problem. You want to make sure that your team are your biggest advocates. They need to know the product. They need to know what you stand for. And they need to know what problem you're solving and actually care about it. So I think it's actually very important to do some internal marketing. You want to make sure that you have transparency, that everyone knows what's happening, that everyone have access to information about the product, about your audience, about the market, because it will help get them excited and it will help make sure that they actually care about what they do because they have a shared vision. So I think too often, especially when companies grow very quickly, communications become a problem and there are a lot of silos. So I would say the biggest um, things that you can do as a marketer is to make sure that you also market internally, not just externally. All right. So Maya, having worked at different organizations, I'm thinking of uh a 20-year-old bachelor student at the university um, studying marketing or digital marketing, etc., and they they want to get started with their career life. Now, I know you've written a book called Invaluable. Now, what's your advice on um, on uh, this type of student who's doing his or her bachelor in marketing? They want to get started, and they're looking up to you. They, they want to work for com companies like Google, Microsoft, etc. What's your advice? I would say you really need to start early if you want to get a head start. Uh, and I can tell you how. Um, and I think the first step is to actually understand what type of marketing 
really gets you excited because if you look at the marketing landscape right now, there are probably 37 different types of roles that you can actually have within marketing. You have product marketing, demand gen, event marketing, digital marketing, performance marketing. I can go on and on. And it is so confusing because they are all very different types of marketing and require different skills. So usually when someone talks to me about, you know, kicking off their marketing career, I say, go do some research, literally go and Google what are the most popular marketing uh, roles and start looking at those descriptions and see what actually gets you excited, what resonates with you. Then go to LinkedIn and search for job descriptions for those specific roles because you want to get a little bit more granular. You want to see what your day-to-day -day would look like. If you want to take it to the next level, find people on LinkedIn who are actually doing this job right now. If you want to get into product marketing, find a product marketer and ask them for a quick chat to hear about their day, to learn what it actually looks like. Because, you know, a job description is great, but it doesn't necessarily reflect what's, happen, what's happening in real life. So if you can go, you know, all the way and actually talk to a few people, you might learn whether or not you like what you're doing. And just to give you an example, when I started my marketing career, I was in social media. And I did that for four and a half years, but I really wanted to try something else. And at the time, the hottest buzzword was digital marketing. So I immediately decided I need to get into digital marketing. I didn't do any research. I got the job and six months in, I realized, you know what? I don't really like digital marketing. It requires a lot of work in front of spreadsheets and numbers. Um, and I'm more of a people person. I wanted to write content. So I think if you can actually go through this process early on and just get a feel of what gets you excited, that's the first step because you really want to narrow it down so you can acquire the right skills to actually get a job. And you can start gaining those skills even before you graduate. So what I would say is, let's say you decided you want to get into SEO. For some reason, this is the most um, interesting part of marketing for you. Well, you can take online classes and start learning about SEO, but you want to get real hands-on experience. So you can launch a blog, write content, and actually gain experience driving traffic to your website. You can, you can do this for yourself, or if there's a company, let's say you really want to work for Microsoft, that's your dream company. Go and choose a product at Microsoft and create that content for that product. So open, you know, launch a website that shares information, tricks, and tips about Excel, let's say. And if you're able to do that, not only do you learn about the product, you also demonstrate your skills. So when you want to apply for a job, you're not only going to send your resume, you're going to send a case study that is specific to Microsoft. And there are a lot of different ways to do this. Um, if you have a specific question, I'm, I'm happy to give you a few ideas. Um, let me give an example of myself because now the marketing podcast has become like a documentation of my journey as a digital marketer. Now, just to give you a little bit of backstory, when I started out in 
marketing. Now, initially I was into finance, but then later on in life, I realized um, finance is not really what I'm into. Let me get into marketing. But after having done marketing in my specialization year at uh, university, I kind of realized like we did only the basics that um, there's no certain type of skill that I got from that. And uh, one, I think it's around episode 52. I was, um, I was on a live YouTube um, uh, session with uh, Eric Sue, Neil Patel, Source. Like they were running their own live, uh, live stream and I was simply asking them questions. And another question that I asked Eric Sue because I was really, really much confused because I thought marketing is only this one thing where you just market a product. I think most people tend to think, Think of it that way, people who are not into marketing, that, you know, marketing is just about, you know, marketing a certain type of product, etc. So I was kind of really confused and uh, I was looking at SEO, I was looking at um, affiliate marketing, various many, very different types of marketing and didn't necessarily know where to start from. And uh, one of the things that Eric Sue mentioned was that I should focus on one thing and not spread myself too thin. And mm-hmm. now... I started now doing SEO. And if you look at the podcast, and most of the listeners are aware of this, is that the podcast is more of a documentation. See, uh, for the for the last probably 30 episodes, I've been talking about SEO. And that's because like SEO is what I've been doing for the last three months, running websites, etc. Do you feel like, for example, for my case, where I've been doing SEO for quite some time now, running websites, etc., do you feel maybe there's something more I can add to that uh, outside from running my own websites and trying out to, you know, run for specific keywords, make sure that I'm up to date with uh, Google search algorithm, etc.? I mean, in general... I think practice makes perfect, right? So the more you can actually practice it, the better. I don't know what your statistics look right now, but if you have a great case study with your own website, then you can demonstrate how you're ranking really high for specific keywords. If you can show uh, the process, like where you started and where you are today, there's no reason for you not to be able to duplicate it for a different company. Now, I'm not an SEO expert, so it's very hard for me to give you more specific um, ideas on how to actually get more experience. But I'm thinking if you can maybe expand your range, right? So you specifically did SEO for your own brand. If you can maybe create a project for a company, maybe you did B2C and you can try to do B2B just to see how different it is and see if you can actually get the same results. Wow, okay, thank you. Um, now, before I end the episode, Maya, maybe do you have anything you would like to share with the audience that I never asked you? Yeah, the last year has been very interesting for me. I spent my entire career moving from one job to another, never taking even a week off. And this year when I decided to write my book, I actually had to step back. I had to take less projects and really spend time on, you know, doing the work that I needed to do on the book. And initially it was really hard. I was used to doing, you know, 10, sometimes 12 hours work. And suddenly I was my own boss. 
But after a couple of months, I learned that, you know, I really enjoy it. And everything that I've done, creating content, engaging with a community, it gave me a ton of energy that, you know, I never thought would be possible. I thought the only thing that would make me happy is doing marketing. But suddenly, writing a book and creating content uh, for my own personal brand was really interesting. What it made me realize is that there is no one career path. You can do so many different things. You can have a full-time job. You can have a side project. You can have a business. You just need to find the balance that makes you happy. And it's just something that I've never considered. I never thought of doing, creating something of my own until the last couple of years. And I wish that I wish I did because not only did it make me happy, but it also taught me a lot of different skills. So I would leave your listeners with this advice. You know, whether you have a full-time job or you're starting your own business, you know, find a side project, find something that gives you energy beyond just what you do in your day-to-day. At least for me, it has a huge benefit. Wow. Um, where can people find you, Maya? I'm mostly on LinkedIn, but you can also go to mayagrossman.com. You can learn about my book. You can download a bunch of free resources. So if you want to learn about um, developing your career, uh, that's the place to go. And where can people buy your book, Invaluable? Uh, it's on Amazon. Oh, on Amazon. All right. Maya, thank you so much for coming on to the Marketing Podcast. I think the listeners will be so enlightened and inspired by what you had to say and uh, looking forward to first and foremost reviewing your book once i read it um secondly having you on the podcast on a later date in future so thank you so much maya thank you i would love to speak again all right so there you have it guys episode 119 with maya grossman if you have any questions make sure to send me an email to augustine at siftgroup.net. But until next time, see you guys on the next podcast episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, class dismissed.